All right, this is Troy Hertzvisi. And this is Jack Wycliffe. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, the legacy Jack Johnson had and the struggles he faced as a black boxer in early boxing history. As uh, well as the behavior that led him to establish that legacy. Right. And so important question is, who is Jack Johnson and how did his legacy last? In order to, uh, in order to understand uh, why his legacy lasted for so long, it's important to understand who exactly he was and where he came from. Jack Johnson was a powerful man whose skills in the boxing ring made him the best and the toughest man in winning not only against other African-Americans, but white boxers as well. Jack Johnson was born John Arthur Jack Johnson in 1878 in a place called Gavelston, Texas. Jack's parents were former slaves, and he was the third of nine children. After attending school for only a few years, Jack dropped out to become a laborer to help his family out. This was a common thing many poor families used to do during this period. When Jack was around 16, he left his family and traveled to New York and Boston. This supposedly was also the first time Jack Johnson took part in a boxing match. Years later, during the beginning of, 19, of the 1900s, Jack Johnson had grown into a tall and powerful man. Standing at a commanding six foot two, he made a name for himself on the black boxing circuit and earned himself the nickname of the Gabbleston Giant. After the, home, after the hometown he left many years ago, Johnson's first fight took place on November 1st, 1898. Johnson managed to knock out his opponent in the, fine, in the second round. In his third fight, Johnson fought a man in Chicago who was known by the name of Black Hercules. Johnson lost his fight on a technical knockout and would go on to fight Black Hercules several more times. Second fight would, between them would end in a draw because of the, at the end of the 20 rounds, both men were still standing. In the third match, Johnson won, and this was the final fight between them after he battered his opponent for 13 straight rounds. Black Hercules refused to come out and fight in the 14th. At the time, black boxers could only fight and box other colored boxers and white boxers who would only fight and accept fights from other white boxers. While Jack was making a name for himself in the ring, he was also becoming notorious outside the ring. Uh, Jack Johnson was uh, dividing America, was becoming famous during the divide in America. Slavery had ended, but the world was still filled with racism and bigotry. Jim, Jim Crow was in full effect in the south and southern half of the United States, filling the void that had been ended by slavery. Interesting, on, on the smallest, interesting enough, the small secluded town Johnson grew up in didn't have much Jim Crow because of how poor everyone was. Johnson talked about how growing up, a majority of his friends were white, and no older white man or woman ever talked down to him or told him he was worth less because of the color of his skin. Around 1901, Jack Johnson met and became friends with a man named Joe Choynix. Choynix was a man was a white man born to Jewish immigrant parents and accepted a prize fight against Johnson and Galveston. Choynix uh, was ready was already a well known and well respected boxer. Unfortunately for the two men, prize fighting was illegal in the state of Texas, which led both men being placed under arrest. Since bail was set so high neither men could afford it, the local sheriff made a compromise. Both men could go home for the night if they promised to come back and spar in the prison. The next 23 days, both men would go down to the prison and spar with each other. Johnson would later claim this is where he learned how to fight and how to properly box. Joe was nearing the end of his career, but saw how much natural talent Johnson showed for the sport. Johnson was moving through the top black boxers in rapid succession. In 1902, Johnson beat the former heavyweight champion, Frank Childs. Childs was twice before the black heavyweight boxing champion. Childs believed and would publicly state that he was the greatest heavyweight black boxer around and could beat anyone at any time. His bull talk ended after Johnson shut him up in the 12th round. 
By 1903, Johnson had won about 50 different matches, both fighting against both black and white boxers. On February 3rd, Johnson had finally won the title of World Colored Heavyweight Champion. Jack Johnson was able to defend his title of World Colored Heavyweight Champion 17 times. Johnson's title wins and various endorsements allowed him to live a life of luxury. This lifestyle and other pursuits angered not only the white community, but the black community as well. One of the most significant events of Jack Johnson's life, building off of his heavyweight championship title, came his, came his match known as the Fight of the Century, also known as one of the most impactful fights in the history of boxing, which took place against on July 4th, 1910, against James J. Jeffries. The matchup was highly anticipated due to the fact that the white Jeffries had previously retired with an undefeated record and openly challenged Johnson with the clearly stated sole objective of proving that a white man is better than a Negro, his words. Since Johnson had become the first black heavyweight boxing champion two years prior, the event drew an unprecedented amount of public interest from both Johnson supporters and detractors, many of which were angry simply because of the fact that an African-American man held such a prestigious title and wished to see him lose it to a white fighter. The event was held with heavy security restrictions in place to assure such a controversial match would go on without disturbance from angry or passionate members of the general public. Essentially, every major media publication and boxing spectator projected that Jeffries would win easily, with primary gambling investment groups putting the odds at 10 to 7 in Jeffries' favor. This made the fight results all the more shocking, as Johnson would go on to dominate the match from the very beginning. He pummeled Jeffries for several rounds, delivering hard uppercuts and body hooks with very little resistance from Jeffries, until finally Jeffries' corner threw in the towel during the 15th round. This was considered an act to avoid further damage to the boxer, though it's believed by some that Jeffries' corner threw in, towel, threw in the towel so Johnson would never get the knockout on his record. The fight was met with widespread chaos all around the country with riots breaking out in many cities as racist sentiments about an African-American reigning victorious over a white man boiled over. The ensuing violence resulted in numerous deaths and injuries and serves as a shining example of just how powerful a single sporting event can be in American culture. Following the highly publicized match against Jeffries, Johnson carried on a massive media presence just like before that was as controversial as his career was successful which was highly unusual for any person of color during that time to have. His presence in the media continued, giving him both superstardom and hatred among the whole country. For several years after the fight of the century, Johnson refused to step into the ring against any African-American boxers, despite the fact that major boxing league rules prohibited most black boxers from fighting in the United States during, due to blatant racism. Johnson thought white opponents would earn him more money, thus was more open to facing them once he had the heavyweight title. Although he would eventually return to fighting other African-American boxers, his reputation among the black community in general was damaged because of this, along with the, his unconventional and controversial behavior outside the ring. Johnson's career after the fight of the century would gradually deteriorate in terms of his boxing competition. Due to the fact that he eventually lost his title to a white fighter, and afterwards would never go to get it, or would never make an attempt to get it back. Uh, he, his presence in the media continued, however, as he took part in a number of business ventures after his career had ended. He opened two nightclubs, one of which was famously desegregated, and the other one was eventually sold to a notorious gangster, and endorsed many products to earn great sums of money, especially for a man like him during that time. 
In addition to his previous marriages to white women, he would marry twice after the major fight. Both were also white women. On top of his marriages, he is known for his frequent affairs and infidelity, which were highly publicized in the media and gave him an even worse name in the black community. He eventually died in 1946 in a high-speed car crash after allegedly leaving a diner which refused to serve him. Johnson's lasting fame and legacy through all the years since his death can be attributed to a number of things, whether you argue it's dominating success in the sport of boxing, or his massive presence as a black celebrity in early 20th century America, or his overall eccentric and outspoken behavior inside and outside the ring. Regardless of what factor you think represents his legacy most, it could certainly be established that Jack Johnson broke ground in American culture. As an African-American man who dominated through a long boxing career and led an outspoken and unconventional personal life to go along with it, angering millions of white people across the country and asserting his impact that would be debated and remembered for years and years after he was gone. No event better represents this impact than the fight of the century, which not only demonstrated his boxing skill, but serves as a defining embodiment of the effect he had on not only America, but the whole world. Uh, Jack Johnson was a, is a man whose legacy is surrounded by skill, strength, and controversy. He's a, I mean, it's, if you look at his life, the fact that he only married and dated white women, uh, Irene Panu, Lucy Cameron, and Ella Terry Dure, it angered not only the white community, but the black community as well. I mean, the white community thought it was wrong that a, white, a black man was married and dating white women, and the black community felt like they, that Jack Johnson turned his back on them. I mean, it was a, it's an, I mean, it's interesting that to see that uh, Jack Johnson, who paved all these ways for the black community, wasn't really well liked or respected by the black community. I think now it's like looking back on his legacy, it's, it's a different story. But at the time, I think a lot of them were upset with him. I mean, Jack Johnson, he helped pave the way for other boxers like Ali, uh, who, who else? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson couldn't have boxed without Jack Johnson first boxing white people. You could argue his outspoken and controversial nature that he carried on is one of the primary reasons he's so remembered. If he remained quiet like they wanted him to, he would not have gotten such publicity, and he may have never even gotten the major fight of the century, which established his legacy. Yeah, and I mean, he, he, paved the, he, uh, he proved to the world that a black man can make it in a white man's world if he's got strength and determination. I mean, look at, look at today, Colin Kaepernick protest about inequality, Jack Johnson, in his own weird way, was kind of protesting equality. I mean, granted, it didn't have the same impact, or, but yeah, I think Jack Johnson is an important figure in not only sports history, but, but I mean, yeah, all of history. And of course, American history as a whole, when you look at it from a racial perspective, of course, he plays a significant role in that, especially as a major black celebrity, besides sports. A major black celebrity growing up in the southern half of the United States during Jim Crow. Yeah. I mean, how often does a, a person born to former slaves become one of the greatest boxers of all time? Of course. And that definitely is the reason why he's so famous and remembered and carries such a legacy. Yeah, I think, I think more people need to learn about Jack Johnson and, and the history he left. Of course.